Welcome back to another episode of Tell Me More. We start a new series with Dr. Wiles as he preaches on the church, and we have a good conversation about the nature of church and the nature of our church. So we're glad you're listening and enjoy our time. Okay, well, we are in the studio, um, Dr. Wiles, Katie Reed Hodges, and myself, and we have switched to our series on the church, mm-hmm. and why does it matter? Dr. Wiles, you preached a great sermon on Aww. Sunday, I almost said yesterday. Thank you, thank you. But on oh, Sunday, yeah, it's Tuesday, because nice we were off yesterday for Labor we Day. Just be honest. Mm-hmm. So, for, for Dr. Wiles' birthday nationwide, That's right. we got the holiday. Yeah. Nice everybody take a day off. Uh, and they all said, okay. They did. <laughs> But Dr. Wiles, your sermon was called First Baptist Arlington on Purpose. Correct. I have to share a quip that a church member offered. I can hardly wait. Uh, So the wonderful Alicia Bishop said that you missed an opportunity to call this sermon First Baptist Arlington the Eras Tour. Uh, After Taylor Swift's Eras Tour. For all the Swifties. After the culture shifting tour. Global phenomenon. She's restarting the economy. It's wild. It's It's crazy. It's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. And maybe this sermon, I mean, you know, maybe this sermon will take the show on the road. It's in retrospect. That's right. We cannot know. (laughs) Well, you know, it's funny when you're, when you're, when you're, I used to teach preaching at Truett Seminary, as y'all know. And uh, it's interesting when I was asked to do that because obviously my PhD is in church history. So um, I told Dr. Garland, and Paul Powell, both, I'd be operating without a license because mm-hmm. you can get a Ph.D. in preaching. Right. Mm-hmm. And actually now Truett, Truett offers that. Truett does have yep. that. And, um, but <clears throat> I've just been doing this for a long time. And so um, in our class, we used to talk about how there are just different types of sermons, you know, that you're going to preach over the course of your life as a pastor. You're depending on your propensities, what you think your skills are. Some people do expository preaching, and that's just kind of their bread and butter. <clears throat> or they're just going to preach through books, if you will, and which is fine. Preach the scripture word by word. Um, some are more topical. Some are more thematic. Um, <clears throat> some tend to um, be drawn more toward cultural issues. I mean, there's just so many different mm-hmm. ways to do this. But but what I shared with them was, but I think there are certain things you do in preaching. I think you do pastoral care in preaching. Um, I'm a huge proponent of that to help people find pathways to healing mm-hmm. in their life. I think preaching is a, as a past to me, that's pastoral preaching, which is really what I am. Um, but there's also just the the whole didactic nature of the instructional side of preaching, which I think is important. I think the narrative is also very powerful. Mm-hmm. But occasionally, you you need to to do these vision casting kind of here we are mm-hmm. or we State are of the here. church. Yeah, is that a fair way to put that? Yeah. yeah. So. And it is to me, the church needs that. A, a church like ours, I believe, needs that to just have an understanding of what's going on, particularly when there's um, when it seems like you're you've been through a season and now mm. you're trying to decide what are we doing next. It's kind of a reset, right? So or at least really, getting everybody on the right. same page. That's you often Sunday do was. that the first Sunday in January. I used to do that all the time, yeah. And um, we've kind of, I don't know, gotten away from that. Mm-hmm. And I just felt like launching this series on the church was the time to kind of reset a little bit yeah. and also mm. prepare the church for, um, I think, a season of emphasis that's in front of us. 
but just remind us that we've done that in the past. You know, that's really nothing new for us. And it doesn't change the core commitments of the church. It just is a, is a time of focus and, and emphasis. Yeah. And um, so that's what I felt led to do Sunday morning. So it kind of cool. had several um, um, purposes underneath it. Plus, I wanted to—it's uh, also a great time to give vocabulary so that we kind of share the vocabulary. So mm. so what— it will- when you think about that, what did you introduce that you think is valuable as far as vocabulary goes? Well, just the reminder of uh-huh. glorifying God by following oh, the Jesus way, that, and becoming mm-hmm. fruitful believers, influence in our world for Christ. So those statements, but then enrichment and yeah, engagement. You mentioned, and you tied mm-hmm. that to the yeah to mission, our mission, mission statement, yeah. our purpose statement, and I I think those two terms in particular for Pur- this next season yeah. are important for us. That the church is here to enrich your life. I believe that. But the church is also here to engage this culture. Our world. You know, oh. and and we can't lose sight of either one of those. They're both important. Mm-hmm. But we me. may have, <clears throat> no, I don't want to put words in your mouth, but there are times when we do one better than the other. Absolutely. That's what I'm thinking yeah. about. When you talk about emphases. Correct. And things some, we need to some sharpen. Some churches are just more, I don't know, what do you want to say, geared toward one or the other. We used to, I can remember when I was younger in preaching, we used to use the imagery of Martha and Mary and say, well, okay, some churches are more Martha. They're mm-hmm. busy and well-doing. Not, don't mean that negatively, but just very engaged. Some churches are more Mary. They're more contemplative. I, I, I think that's a little little bit of a fine point to draw on those two ladies. Mm. But I understand the— I've never I, loved that metaphor. Yeah. Not because I don't love Mary and Martha, my yeah. gosh. But Jesus rebukes Martha. I mean, right. it's hard to— I know. Do you know what I mean? I know. Yeah. You don't uh, want to make your church the yeah the one that's, the one that's rebuked. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I mean, why would you use that image when right. there's so many other good images right. in the scriptures that yeah. are positive? Yeah, yeah. So I I like this one the idea that it's a it's the two sides of the same coin that to me if you're engaging the culture but you don't have the enrichment alive in your church then I'm not sure what you're offering the culture unless it's just an introduction. Right to the gospel, which which some churches I think have probably made that decision. Yeah, maybe that's yeah. I think so. I think we we wouldn't get away with that. No, I think we realize the value of enrichment, and so I've heard some people use the metaphor of breathing, and I think our new young adult minister did this at the last young adult Mm -hmm. breakfast. Mm -hmm. You know, you breathe in, that's the enrichment, Mm -hmm. fill your body up, and then you exhale, you Mm -hmm. blow out. Mm -hmm. So we're going to bring you in and enrich you, and then we're going to. Send you out. Mm-hmm. So that kind of inhale, exhale metaphor. Yeah. And, and, and to be honest with you, I've never even thought about it that way. I like that, though. <clears throat> that, um, that even has kind of a biblical feel to it in some ways. A little bit. <laughs> and there's just you depth know? and beauty on both sides. <clears throat> I mean, I think if you if we were to be a church that only introduced people to the gospel and the beauty of God mm-hmm. and miss the depth, mm-hmm. the rootedness. I mean, you can, y'all know. Mm-hmm. You read the Bible for 50 years, mm-hmm. find something new every day. Mm-hmm. There's just a depth mm-hmm. of knowing God that doesn't mm-hmm. end. Mm-hmm. But also in our missional, our engagement, it's not just one verse evangelism. It's not just elevator speeches. That's mm-hmm. part of it. No, we want to, ch- speaking as a member of the engagement team, we want to <laughs> change your life. That's right. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's, I'm not saying the people that do that have a one-dimensional view of it, but mm-hmm. they know that, that there's mm-hmm. just a depth to mm-hmm. the richness of engaging mm-hmm. the world with Christ. Right. It's, and so either side, if we just, quote-unquote, do this or that, we miss mm-hmm. just the just the richness of mm-hmm. living life with God. And, of course, those Venn diagrams overlap, right? Mm-hmm. The more you love and know God, the more you want your neighbor to know and mm-hmm. love God. Yeah. The mm-hmm. more you can hear God's voice guiding mm-hmm. you. I mean, it's all connected. Exactly. So. And I think for our church, we obviously are committed to the enrichment 
side of things. You know, we've got a the whole spiritual formation journey is connected to that. Mm-hmm. Look at we have our church has ministry professionals where this is what they do. This mm-hmm. is this is what they do it well. Programming yeah. toward they for do each age of yes. life, stage yeah. of life. And even even this week, while we were here um, on our campus on Sunday morning, we had a whole host of our people at this family getaway mm-hmm. in uh, Riverbend. And it was, that's what, it's an enrichment experience. It's, mm-hmm. a, it's a time to bless these families and give them memories and yep. traditions. Um, Cindy and I, I've only been down there one time. Mm-hmm. I went once just to speak. So we've never done the family getaway, you know, but there are families in our church that it, it's, it's, it's their thing. It is. Mm-hmm. It's important to them. And it, and it's a, and they, and they, they've got legacy in it now. Yeah. You and know? strengthening families. I mean, I guess because I have a new family, but. Well, and my best friend's a therapist, mm-hmm. and should we, should we talk about these things? Mm-hmm. Just how valuable, this sounds so basic, but how valuable a good mom and a good dad are. Mm-hmm. I mean, you just can't, yeah. everybody has a mom and a dad. Right. But this strengthening families, I mean, just that, just mm-hmm. to give them memories, experiences, time together with their kids and parents. Yes. It's valuable. It, it forms them. It shapes them. Mm-hmm. And so. I think that we we realize the need for that. So, But at the same time, we have an entire culture that I think, first of all, our theology guides us that's lost without Jesus. But at this, I think as a part of that, though, is a desire for them to not not only miss out on eternal life, obviously that's a driving factor, mm-hmm. but to miss out on the abundant life, the mm-hmm. life you're designed yeah. for. On life, Zoe, life, yeah. right? So, yeah, yeah that's what. <clears throat> that. So to me, Sunday was the day to kind of, okay, this let's is think about the church. Yeah. We're going to do nine weeks of this. Um, let's think about our church. Because I want people to to know what does it mean to be a part of a local church, you know. So we're going to be sharing some of that. We, you know, you think about Sunday morning. You you kind of did a little bit of that, Katie, just talking about the the um, the fact that we have the center for counseling. Yeah, we care for each other. Um, yeah, it's yeah. it's it's a um, it's a meaningful expression of pastoral care for this community. And if you're a part of this church, you help support that. Mm-hmm. You're a part of that without yeah. even yeah. doing and anything. And even if you just—I didn't say this on Sunday because you know you can only say so much. It's already up there a long time. Even if you just give to the budget, you're yes, supporting that. You are because we subsidize so much Correct. of having. Subsidize sounds so transactional, but, but we believe in it. That's right. So we give them space, yes, utilities. I mean, it. we we house it. Yeah, we make it happen mm-hmm. for them. So you've got people so, coming here every single day mm-hmm. with all kinds of needs that your church is helping. Because we believe this particular mm-hmm. ministry is important. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Even if you don't do the the Samaritan emphasis, Correct. just by going to First Baptist Correct. and tithing. Correct. To be frank, that's right. You're giving to something that matters, right? Which yeah. is a really good thing to do. I would highly suggest it. Go to First Baptist and tithe. Those are two good things to do. <laughs> they are great things. And in the month yeah. of September, just think about you know twenty bucks toward the Samaritan mm-hmm. fund. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. it helps so many that people. That cover someone's copay. Yeah. Oh, it's, oh, it. yeah. I can. It's uh-huh. meaningful. Twenty bucks uh-huh. would really help somebody. Yeah. And, it, uh, it helps me be able to say yes to counseling. Yeah. So there's my plug. And the yeah. the perma crisis wasn't that the new fbca.org slash give. Okay, yeah, perma crisis. <laughs> what? A, okay, perma crisis was a very captivating word mm-hmm. to think about mm-hmm. because I, if I can, mm-hmm. I think we have questioned like why does it like people raising kids right now? Why does it feel so much harder than when our parents raise kids? Or like I think our parents are looking at it like right. we did this. That's right. And I think there's this yeah. uh, bedrock that's. Yeah. In mm-hmm. permacrisis, mm-hmm. that you're like, there's this anxiety in the air mm-hmm. that I think is a really good. Mm-hmm. I don't know how far back we take it, but mm-hmm. I don't know. Right. I remember yeah. when I learned the word terrorism after 9-11. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. Like my whole, my whole adult life right. is colored differently right. than it is. generations before me. Anyway. I mean, even yesterday, we were, um, our family was together for, um, for 
kind of Labor Day slash my birthday, yeah, national I mean, holiday, all of that. Yeah. that probably the birthday's probably number one, though, on that. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we did that Sunday, but it spills over into Monday. But um, but um, our grandsons both have girlfriends now, and um, mm. they're all in high school. Okay, can we— and, you baptized. And I baptized I mean, one of them. So it was so sweet. It was very uh, sweet. Yeah. Isn't that awesome? And, and I know uh, y'all have a friendship, and that's just do. wonderful. We do. So. Yeah, I was able to lead her to Jesus, and but it was very easy to do because the Holy she Spirit. She led herself had, to she Jesus. Did. She basically was begging. The Holy Spirit. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, but you had. The, but you got to have that. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Let me catch you. But but so now our other grandson has a girlfriend as well. Well, they were sitting there talking Monday about. Um, I just asked a question about um, one of them is going to the Dippert um, Career Training Center. Great place, whatever Wonderful. it's called. Yeah, yeah, it's really awesome, by the mm-hmm. way. And I and I saw so this asked him. I said, "So, do you ever get to eat lunch there? Because you know, we the person that runs the um, culinary culinary culinary. You say culinary, I say it's culinary. culinary. Okay, culinary. Oh, Luke says what's right. The, the culinary <laughs> school there. I was a little more gracious. Uh, as someone who mine. used to be a culinary, culinary. professional. Okay. Well, she's in our church, and so we've been there. I've been there several times. and staff, yeah, The, the staff went. Been there. I was on maternity leave, so I didn't get to yeah. go. So, I, so yeah. I asked him, I said, so do you get to eat lunch there? And he said, no, Poppy, I don't, I don't have time. I said, it's just, you know, I said, well, I said, well, when you, because I noticed when we were there visiting, the kids are just walking everywhere. Now, I realize they're in class, but it's a much freer mm. kind of. Almost like college campus yeah, vibe. that's how it felt to Interesting. me. Anyway, and he said, well. No, I don't have time. I said, so what What happens when you get there? He said, well, when we get there, you know, we have to go through the metal detector to make sure we don't have a gun. And then every mm-hmm. one of them said, yeah, that's what we have to do now. Well, that led Cindy and I to just sit there and mm. listen to these teenagers talk about, yeah, you know, but we did have a knife fight the other day. Well, but that was out in the parking lot. Oh, yeah, you're right. I don't know. I don't think they I don't think they came in. Yeah, they did. They would, they would have gotten caught with that knife. So that's why they told so-and-so to meet him out at the park. Yeah, the last time they went down to this restaurant, yeah, that's right, because they didn't want to get caught. And I was sitting there thinking, Mm. (laughs) it's different. These teenagers going to high school in America right now has such a different experience, even though I went Mm -hmm. to high school during the race riot But even when I went to high school Uh, 20 years ago, yeah, is that right? Yes. Permacrisis. It's yeah. It's almost building. I, I don't know. It seems it's even more so. So to even me. though I went to high school during nine eleven. I mean, you know, these like yeah. what you think is once in a lifetime, just mm-hmm. and that is a shift. It shifted culture. But I do it think is. there is this yeah. anxiety in the air with the perma crisis. I don't know. It's captivated my thoughts a little bit about yes. yeah. it. It defines. You know, you can't put your thumb on something. I think that helped me mm-hmm. just get some clarity on mm-hmm. what I'm feeling mm-hmm. about the world well, right to now. To me, that is. Um, it represents to me just another opportunity for the church that we we engage real life. That we're here. Yeah, it's it, these are real crises. Okay, but we're here. Can we talk about the church? Yes, because you started your sermon, and I don't know why this caught me. You said you said I love the church. I love this church. Mm-hmm. I would go here even if I wasn't mm-hmm. the pastor, which I right. think is just a good thing for the church to hear because mm-hmm. it means you believe in what we're mm-hmm. doing. I mean, I more do. than we pay you to be here, yeah, which I'll, I'll I think like we know that. Church, but yeah. well, and after twenty three years of shaping yeah, it, I like it. Hopefully, <laughs> it's something you can be proud of. But. But can we talk about just church? Sure. Like if we're in a seminary classroom and, mm-hmm. and the then the, the vocabulary word for the day is mm-hmm. church. Church, right. Help, yeah. us, help us know. I mean, well, you, you, you defined this. it. Yeah. So the young yeah. adult breakfast on Sunday, you asked this crowd of young adults. A classroom, if you teachers, will. What is it? What's the church? Right. And just kind of hearing people go, huh? Mm-hmm. It's not a term we define That's too right. often. And mm-hmm. we just kind of mm-hmm. 
have an expected we have assu- assumptions, you think? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And we pack a lot of assumption into mm-hmm. what the word means. Mm-hmm. And we yeah. have a particular Baptist understanding we of do. what church mm-hmm. is. So, so tell us more. <laughs> yeah. We want to know. Catholic, the answer would be different. It would uh, be. Yeah. Well, there, you know, there's the institutional side that you can't ignore. You know, it's, it's to me, it's not not necessarily my favorite part of mm-hmm. who the church is, but it. But I think it's just necessary. A, it's necessary. You you have to have it. But and you have, I, to, you have to do it well if you're you going to do, do it right. Do. We want to be proud of how we're running this place. Yes. Right? You, you, it's like um, when Todd Bolsinger was here, <laughs> one of the things he talked to me about was having the, the skill of shepherding the institution. Mm-hmm. He said, you know, in seminary, we were kind of all trained to shepherd people, which, which we do. That's part of pastoral training. But in churches like ours, you shepherd an institution. It's not just the people. It's actually the entity Mm-hmm. But I just, to me, when I think of the church, I, I like the imagery of just a purposeful community of believers following the Jesus way. That that's who I believe we are at at the core, and I think that translates all over the world. That's what we try to create everywhere we go, and um, and it's going to mm-hmm. have um, different ways of doing that in different cultural settings. And so I think for us, though, just to have that idea of purposeful community, that's really important to me. That we're gathered. But we're gathered for a reason, and we're gathered in community. And some of that came out in that young adult breakfast. You know, one of the one of the young ladies said, "Well, don't you think churches has to have relationship? Don't you think you mm-hmm. have to be in relational community to actually be a part of a church?" And I thought, "Great! I just met her that morning. That's why I said I just met you. Good job. You know, I didn't know <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, and, uh, you're, so, you're getting that. Yeah, you learned a lot since you walked <laughs> in the exactly door. Exactly right. <laughs> um, but there's this to me this missional purpose that's underneath us, and um, you know, I'm trying to, one of the things that I did Sunday morning as well is I'm introducing us to 2024. So mm-hmm. now you're teasing going, some yeah, things, right? Yeah, a little right? bit, because I've got that on, you know, in my mind about mm-hmm. us being together mm-hmm. and gathering together. And the book of Ephesians, to me, probably gives the clearest definition. Here are your teasers, it. everyone. Yes, that's yeah. right. You know, because you, you heard it about, here. Um, I don't know well, if I heard you say it. Well, if you think about how um, every letter of Paul is has this... Um, has this situational feel to it. Even yeah. Romans. You know, you think that Romans is this— No, it's that, incredibly situational. It is. Some people look at Romans like it's systematic theology. That it's just a general right. for everybody. Right. It's just not. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, he's addressing some core issues. But Ephesians, there really is no core issue. You know, it, it is a mm. general epistle. Yeah, it's written to a whole subset of churches right. in Asia Minor yeah. around Ephesus. Yeah, you not can even, even specifically— to Ephesus. Correct. You can, you know, we have copies of those manuscripts that don't even have Ephesus in it, just the church at. Because so it's just can, for anybody. That's right. You can put your own mm-hmm. name in it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so so I've just been drawn to it, and um, and it, to me, expresses just the beauty and the richness of the church and who the church really is and the, the fact that we do this together as the people of God and we're united around the purpose of God. So. Mm-hmm. That's what I think of when I think of the church. Now, I love the imagery in the scripture. You know, probably, I would say Cindy and I have talked about this so many times. Um, Cindy loves the imagery of the family of, of God, the fam- the household of faith. Mm. You know, because for her, growing up, her family was, was, um, was um, I guess you could say, they, they just had issues. There had, been, there had been a lot of brokenness in the family. And even though her parents were both Christians, they didn't go to church. And um, so um, um, a neighborhood family invited Cindy to start going to church. And so Cindy started going as a little girl with another family 
and she found a family at church. Mm-hmm. So when, mm-hmm. so that's just kind of ingrained in yeah. her when you think about it. Changed her life. It did, yeah. and it's just who she is. And I love that as well. But for me, I I, I love all of them. Mm-hmm. You know, the bride of Christ to me is 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 such a beautiful, rich imagery. I I love that the idea of this deep relationship between Jesus and the church, mm-hmm. and just that intimacy, if you will. Um, I love that, but I like the family as well. And uh, but I like the body of Christ, the fact that we all have a role to play. Mm-hmm. But when I, I like to just put it all together and just yeah. say, and you say this it's... is just a purposeful community. Mm-hmm. There's a reason we're here. I think that's really uh, what the New Testament's getting at yeah. at its core with all of those metaphors. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. people God has brought together, and then it's a people that have a purpose, mm-hmm. and that purpose is to follow and show Jesus in the world. Yeah, to our world. This word witness. We've mm-hmm. seen something. We've witnessed something. Now we mm-hmm. bear witness mm-hmm. to good. it. It's that double effect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. in the Greek for for church, it'd be ecclesia. Ecclesia. So, w- was that a word that was used before the church, before Jesus instituted yes. the church? Yeah. Was I mean, it in culture? Yeah, it's used by the Greeks to just it's just a gathering. Ecclesia to be called out. I mean, it's the ek kaleo, so mm-hmm. the called out ones. But it was used to refer to gatherings that the Greeks had. Um, so they baptize that word, okay. um, and that's why I think they have to give these definitions or these images so that it makes yeah. sense to them. Because it's not a new word. That's right. It's one they're going to redefine. Just like gospel Most was, of them are, was not right? a new word. You know, the, the the herald of the emperor would bring the euangelion, Isn't that crazy? would bring the good news mm-hmm. from, from Rome, you know, to the rest of the empire. That's a beautiful image. And, good job. Um, so, Paul? Yeah, who, who started that Paul, one? Paul, I would say. But then, look at Paul go. Yeah, know, yeah. But, uh, yeah, there's something to this guy. <laughs> but there are other words like the word koinonia, you know, the idea yeah, that that's you're what called was, yeah. into this fellowship, this community. So of koinonia people. would be more fellowship that's right. emphasis. Correct. Where ecclesia is ecclesia the, the, the called the out. Called out one. And I, out. I actually like that imagery. We've been called out, like Luke just said. Yeah. We've witnessed something. That might be helpful for our culture, you know? right? So, like, like when John says in First John, these things that we've seen that we've heard, we've handled with our own hands. In other words, we're we're a witness to it, and now we're a witness for it, mm-hmm. <laughs> if you will. Mm-hmm. And so um to me that's the the beauty of the church. And I love the I love the fact that we're living in an era where the church is facing such challenges. Mm-hmm. Because I think we do better as the people of God when we're challenged. Amen. I, I, History has shown that. Yeah, right. It actually does. Yeah. yeah. I just don't think we do quite as well when we're affluent and and, On top. and yeah and well, just kind of in charge. Even like modern, yeah. let me rephrase this. Um modern history, is that right? Like we can look at the world lately and the the places of affluence in the world, the church is not thriving. Mm-hmm. You look at the places under persecution or that just need hope. Yeah. Developing. Developing countries. Well, and there's even, I yeah. think, it's not just a money issue. It's when church is at the center of culture, it tends to diminish. Mm-hmm. Uh, and money can be a part of that or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's interesting. I mean, I think statistically the peak for church life in the United States is around 1950. That decade is the highest per capita church attendance mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In history, we you know we think about the Revolutionary Wars as really re- religious period, but it's mm-hmm. not actually it's really it's not one of the lowest periods of church say. attendance in our say. history. It would have been a hard time to be a preacher in those oh days. Oh my gosh! There's a reason the Great Awakenings had <laughs> That's to happen. Exactly yeah. right. Uh, there's a reason John Wesley came to America. Yes. It was a yeah. mission field. As a yeah. missionary, there was need. Right. Um, mm. 
So, but it peaks in the United States in the 1950s. It peaks probably in Europe around the 1880s, 1850s. Yeah, so, if you think about like the time that Denmark and Norway Let's formed. just take a missiological journey real quick. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just. No, it's awesome. Go. The Eras tour. tour of the church. <laughs> but if you think about Europe, you think about the time that Norway no, and awesome. Denmark yeah. become socialist states. That's mm-hmm. actually a church-driven movement mm-hmm. that Denmark and Norway become mm-hmm. socialist states. Mm-hmm. You can actually find writings where the state church is advocating that we should become a socialist welfare state. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, you know, you have church at the center of culture because there's no separation. Mm-hmm. That's when church begins to decline. Mm-hmm. In Denmark in particular, Norway has somehow stayed more religious, mm-hmm. uh, religiously engaged. But Denmark, Sweden, Germany, all of those start to decline religiously. Germany really takes a hit with Nazism. That's true. It's true downfall mm-hmm. for church life because no the church married the state. Mm-hmm. Um mm. So, but that's when Europe as a whole begins to decline is 1850s, 1880s, and then into World War II. And World War II really marks the end of church's dominance in European life. Um, in America, that... Yeah, in America, it's like... It it peaks in I was about to say, you think about the view of... I mean, we have manifest destiny earlier than that, but you really have it after World War II. You, you do. Know, and you just have this incredible explosion of the church. And now, today— Even in Arlington, you can place that. I think right? so. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, there's, we there's talk about a, the eras. It was an era of, of incredible growth for yeah. us, and not just for our church. But we helped. But to plant That's part of the eras, churches, yeah. Right? That was all our role churches. is to help mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. contextualize these churches. Yeah, and yeah. you know, our church is sitting here at that time downtown. Churches, the, the community is growing, and people weren't quite as willing to drive, like, from South Arlington to downtown, you know? Mm-hmm. And so Different. Dr. East was like, well, there's no reason to. We'll, we'll, we'll help yeah. the churches everywhere. Yeah, so in your context. He's so. helping people buy land and donate property and get loans. And, uh, I mean, just, I mean, he saw that as the blanketing of the city it's with the gospel message. And I think, you know? I think you have said this before, and correct me if I'm wrong, because I might be— Almost every Baptist church in Arlington can be mm-hmm. traced back to us, except mm-hmm. maybe Lake Church. That's, they yep, came from that's a different. Right. They came straight some, out of Fort Worth. Okay, but almost, I mean, almost think about every them. one of them is either the prominent Baptist churches. Cur- they're daughter churches or granddaughter churches, or or we either help get the loan for the property yeah. or we help it's a great legacy. People, you know, I mean, it's really Way to go, Doctor East. Yeah, Doctor East just had such a generous spirit about him, and, and truly, that's uh, a visionary move. Yes, for yeah. sure, and it's yeah. selfless. Yes, because we're not. Exactly. I mean, he just wanted, I, I, I'm guessing, I've never met him, the yeah. gospel in these places, a Baptist presence in these places. He did. It wasn't like they're going to bring them back right. to and the only way, he, And the only way you he know? knew to do that was to help plant all these well, churches. And they're, they're still know? here today, so mm-hmm. it must have, something mm-hmm. about it must have been good. It's really right? good. And yeah. then Dr. Wade, you know, with his, another selfless move, the whole journey through Mission Arlington, the women's yeah. shelter, all that kind of, as I said Sunday morning, that Matthew 25 approach to Christianity, that's, that's just Charles Wade in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, that's just who he is. Yeah, I have and, met uh, him. Yeah, you've Turns met him. Turns out, good dude. Yeah, he's a good dude. As, as I said Sunday, I've been, he, yeah. he's, he may be the best Christian I've ever I've ever known, Dr. Wade. We are. I am uh, grateful that he's part yes. of our church still. Oh, my I know goodness. you are. So humble. Yes. And I've met him 15 times, and he makes sure he introduces himself every yeah. time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I know who you are. Just a good dude. Yeah, Yeah, they're just great people. And and then the whole global engagement movement. This this church to me has you have had a selfless selfless spirit as well in your leadership. And so I love that about us. Yeah, but now here we are. In fact, when I got here, can I? Sorry, I don't mean to interrupt you. Um, When I got here, we were about to start the capital campaign. To just we had 
I mean, in y'all's words, when I got here, we've neglected our mothership. Correct. And we just needed to. But it was a hard struggle even to watch. I mean, I didn't know you well. Mm-hmm. But to to focus, and we say inwardly, it was for right. the eventual, again, outward. Correct. But that was not part of your— That's right. It's hard. I think there had to be some spirit convincing mm-hmm. that this was, you know, worth mm-hmm. looking inward. And Correct. Do we need new carpet or can we send another missionary? I mean, that's, that's right. our— That is exactly. And I like being a part of a church like that. <laughs> that's exactly. You know? And we're still that way. That's what's interesting to me. We're yeah. still, we still have that in I us. I love it. It's like— It's mm, kind of a— It's kind of scrappy. Yeah, DIY, scrappy. Yeah. DIY in the best ways. Yeah. Like, we're going to do it well, but that's if right. we can do it, we're going to do it. Anyway, right. but and it's, it's inter- I think it's fascinating now in my eight years to kind of look at that. And mm-hmm. now we're able to— well, it's that Look externally that again. Me here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, I met yeah. your wife mm-hmm. in 2018 and came mm-hmm. home from a missions meeting with Cindy Wiles and told my wife, first friend of Arlington's yeah. ever hiring. Mm-hmm. That's the place I want to be. Yeah. yeah. And, J- and Barry Hill. And Jason Barry Hill. Good person yeah. to have in our midst as well. well. Yeah. And so, so think about all of that. And now we're facing this culture that's got all these questions about what's the relevance of the church and does the church even matter anymore? And can I trust the church? And this whole idea of belief and behavior and belonging, mm. how does that factor in? Mm-hmm. That's why I think this is a, on the one hand, I get it. it. I understand the feeling that some of our people have, and that is that we've had some in our hands and it's like jello. And we've kind of started to squeeze a little bit because we're worried about it. And the next thing you know, it's, it's, <laughs> it's, squeezing out. it's, mm-hmm. it's leaking out and we're looking at it and we're kind of panicking. Yeah. I get that feeling. I do. Mm. I understand. I think it's happened what a metaphor. in my lifetime, mm. you know. But the answer is not to squeeze more tight. That's just not yeah. the answer. It is that which cannot be squeezed. <laughs> That's right. We are learning. You, you got to hold it a little uh. more loosely. And and I think what a, on the one hand, I get all of that. And I think there's it's okay to have a season of lament. I think there's, there, there's a book in the Bible called Lamentations. Yeah. So I'm good with that. That's a part of deep spirit. Like you're talking about yes. going being deep Christians. That's right. You have to be you able to do that. Mm-hmm. Shallow, shallow Christians, maybe not. Right. But, but deep you Christians, lament. you have to. And you can yeah. do it in a holy way. But then— the time comes where you gotta you've got to get your eyes off the rearview mirror. I mean, we got to face our day, and that's mm-hmm. why I tried to say Sunday morning. So when you we're, we're getting to the point of the invitation, and I just said, "So what is your role in the church today? Not not what has it been? What did you used to do? But what about what about right now? What's your mm-hmm. investment right now? And if we're talking about the church, why does it matter? My question is, why does it matter to you? You know and to me, it's there's a personal connection, but that connection to the the, the missional, purposeful mm-hmm. community, and I think it's a great time to be in church work because mm-hmm. we got a chance to actually show who mm-hmm. we really are, rather than who everybody thinks we are. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, I realize there are forces at work that are beyond our control. That's why I'm, I, I like the way we chose to phrase this purpose statement that it's influencing our world, not the world. Yeah. You know, I look at my world today, you know, even, you know, I'm yesterday we were talking about something and I was, I was looking at my little flipboard. I get all, I kind of compile the news I'm interested in in one little spot, mm-hmm. you know, and I'm reading where um, Kim Jong-un is going to meet Putin to right? talk about uh, weaponry. Mm. You know, what a meeting. Yeah. So right? I'm thinking, okay, if I'm, a, if I'm a, if I'm into, if my expertise is eschatology, <laughs> I'm thinking, okay, 
you're you're about to unite two mm. evil empires, you know. Yeah, who else so, is going to be there? Like, a, right. is there just like a? I hate to I hate to say. I was going to say, is there just a good person we could send? Right. So, but I mean, I'm reading that, thinking, I, I, what what do I do about my world? I have no idea what to do about all that. Okay, yeah. but <clears throat> I am interested in my people mm-hmm. and the people in my community yeah. and where I am in my world yeah. and how God's leading me to take the gospel to places beyond me. That's what I want to focus on, and what a great opportunity! I mean, yeah. we're, we're here for it, good. and and we have a good answer for it. Yeah, we do. <laughs> what a, yeah, it turns out yeah, we don't have to make it up. <laughs> well, I love you say this frequently. You know, we're not an angry church. Yeah, you know, I think that if you are grieving this loss, this jello that we mm-hmm. have squeezed, yeah. uh, don't get stuck in the anger. That's right. Don't be culture's lost. Mm-hmm. It just Don't is. be mad at lost people for that's, being lost. That's right. Anger, there, yeah. And anger can do something to you. It can. I mean, time. Jesus talks about it. Yeah. It turns like, out it's really yeah. hard to Yeah, that's what I mean. Anger over angry. time. <laughs> yeah. 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 Anger, I don't mean to say anger yeah. in itself in right. the moment is sinful or bad. No, Again, we got to no. feel what we're feeling. That's right. But over time, it can yeah. eat at you. It can hurt yeah. you physically, I think. Yeah. You know, you yeah. can. Yeah, it's okay to get, get mad. You can get caught in it, but yeah, don't to, stay mad. You can't stay mad. But to live can't. mad. That's right. You people are doing do that right now. That's right. And, and, and the church is, some of them are doing it. And Yeah, both sides too. I mean, mm, I'm thinking politically, both sides. People yes. get worked up yes. about culture. Yes. And either one can hurt. Yes. It could just hurt you. Yes. It's a lens. It can become a lens. Yes. And then it's right. painful. And it's a lens that is not going to help you reach your neighbors. That's right. And even wow. like the concern about America. Wow. I love America. I'm a... I love America. I I can't even sing the national anthem. Okay, I'm a patriotic person. You know, we're getting ready for the one of my favorite sporting events is the Ryder Cup, where the U.S. has a golf team and we're playing the European golf. I didn't team. even it's know what sport that was until you thing. told us. It's one of my all time favorite things. <laughs> and golf is and, not at uh, my house a lot. Yeah, and I'm a full out American. I'm telling you, dude, I'm screaming at the TV. Okay. Yeah, loyal. However, loyal. The the calling of God in my life is to the kingdom of God, which transcends any one nation. And, um, and so to me, the, my hope for America is, is that the kingdom of God will be more fully established here. Mm. That's my dream for America. Not that America will flourish in the sense that some people may view that. Because if the kingdom of God is flourishing, then I believe that will spill over into the right kind of flourishing for the, the, the citizens around it. So, not to take it over somehow and demand something of it. You know, I remember um, Tim Keller, one of the things I, when I went up there and spent, I spent part of, back before y'all came here, I used to take, I used to, I didn't take July off. I would just work. And then every five years, I would take significant time off for a sabbatical. And that's really what the personnel committee provides me. I just have to change it. Yeah. But I spent most of the summer one year, sending I did in New York, and we, we studied with Keller's church. Keller was off the entire summer, though. It's kind of funny when we yeah, got there. Yeah, you weren't there. Yeah. Um, I mean, he wasn't there. Yeah. Kathleen, the lady I worked with, us, and when I wrote her about it all, we got it all scheduled. She said, you know, Tim won't be here because he takes every summer off. And I said, well, how does he get? Oh, okay, well, I'm doing that right now, too. So. Yeah. But he took every summer off. <laughs> a little different, but regardless. But one of the things they talked to us about was that Keller, when he moved to New York, he said that one of the things that bothered him about people was is that they always, that everybody wanted something out of New York. You know, they were going to come be um, on Broadway mm-hmm. or they were going to be a musician or an actor, Wall whatever, Street, yeah, yeah. whatever it is. He said, it's like everybody's here to get something out of New York. He said, so I'm going to, I'm dreaming of planting a church that is for New York. 
And so if you join our church, the time that you're here, realizing that the limp that the interesting thing about it, it's a very transitional community. A lot of people move in, move yeah. out. He said, the whole time you're here, we're going to be asking you, what are you going to do for New York? What what kind of impact are you going to have in New York? Well, I've just never forgotten that, this idea that you're living for the area you're in with the kingdom of God focus, you know? And so that that's kind of where I am when I, when I think about my country. Well, in my country, I think about the role I play in my own city, and I'm here for my city in the best sense of what that means. And so... To me, that's that's how the change happens. You know, mm-hmm. not not. I understand that we live in a in a in a democratic republic. I get that. So that means we vote, and I think we're supposed to vote our conscience. I think the church is supposed to be salt and light. I think Christians are supposed to be actively engaged in the mm-hmm. political process. I believe all that. Yeah. I believe in the institutional separation of church and state, and I don't believe in institutional favoritism because I think that leads to something really harmful. Mm-hmm. You know, pick a religion; it just leads to something really harmful. Because it's easy to, if you've lived as the oppressed and then you get power, it's so easy to become the oppressor and you don't even notice it. Mm-hmm. It just, it just, it just, it just happens. That's a good word. Um, so that always makes me nervous. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, uh, just like when I hear politicians say, "God bless America," I'm always wondering when, when, which one of those gods you talking about. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. I mean, I get that there's this civil religion discourse in our yeah. society. I understand that, but I'm a Jesus person. You know, so I want to know what. The kingdom of God, what what it is that's happening in your life that's advancing, progressing, mm. planting, giving a glimpse of mm. the kingdom of God. And so that image of the church, another image I have of the church is this colony of heaven. And and one of the movies to me that I think about a lot, and it doesn't do it completely right, and I get it. But the principle is there for me. And it's Dances with the Wolves, you know, where— Oh, gosh, Kevin I haven't Costner, seen that in— you know, so I mean, it's like a 90s movie, <laughs> it right? It is, but I, I just have it in my yeah. mind, missiologically. Huh. He got off base several times, and the whole premise was a little off base because you're taking over a country. Right. But I'm talking about just well, the yeah, idea. It's a metaphor. We can yeah, take, yeah. That you're at this <clears throat> outpost, okay? <clears throat> and what are you supposed to be learning, and what should they be learning? That's kind of the intersection I'm interested in. We're a colony of heaven, and we're like in this outpost. Yeah. And it, it seems to me that I at least need to learn a little bit about the culture that I'm in mm-hmm. so that I can truly understand it without becoming so enculturated that there's no difference between me and them. But I'm here for a much grander purpose mm-hmm. than to establish just a military outpost. I'm here for the kingdom of God. Yeah. So so at some point in this series on the church, it, mm-hmm. <coughs> uh, yesterday during the young adult breakfast, I just popped in to get a, mm-hmm. to get breakfast and then yeah. went back to the welcome home center. But you said, what is the church when I was in there? And some people were answering, but I was trying to keep it going. And I, Scott McKnight does say mm-hmm. he thinks that the kingdom is the church. Church right. is the kingdom. Yeah. And you just said, well, that's uh, wrong. Yeah, I disagree with that. I'm with you on that <laughs> yeah. one. Well, I and I, but I, I love Scott McKnight. And I don't know that we want to tag it on to the end of yeah. this because we have eight more weeks to talk about the church. Correct. But and that's this a podcast. It's already about 40 minutes Right. Long. Yeah, but you have mentioned Boom. the kingdom. <laughs> You've mentioned the kingdom a few times uh-huh. here. And I think that would be a fun conversation mm-hmm. for, for us to have in here at a tell right. me more level to really. We parse that out. Because obviously Scott McKnight is someone we respect. Brilliant. It's not like this rando saying, right. the kingdom Correct. is the church, and right. you're like, shut that guy up, and you he, know. And he's tired of hearing young people like y'all yeah. come into seminary and say, well, I just want to, I just want to do kingdom, kingdom work. work. I don't yeah. want to work in the church. Yeah. That's what he's tired of hearing. Yeah. And, and that's, I, that's a good context, context to say absolutely. that. But maybe at some point we can. We will talk. We there's, will a teaser, there's a teaser to, to be continued. listen to tell me more one more time. <laughs> well. <laughs> Uh, I've enjoyed this conversation. Yeah, this one went pretty quickly, didn't it? It did. Just bopped right through it. We're going to have a lot to talk about over the next. Yep, y'all will. Few weeks. 
I'm just kidding. I, I, <laughs> you will I love have the a lot church to too. Yeah. We will. Trust me. It's, um, good. it's all good. It's fun. It is. No, I really, we, I love the church. I love this church. Mm-hmm. Amen. But I love church in general. Me too. It's just a fascinating. It's awesome. Every Sunday, something weird happens. And y'all know. And, you can't and I say this all the time. Something <laughs> weird will happen. There's this intersection of people that would never. I mean, I say never. It's a unique. It is. Like something will happen and I'm like, I love church. I just love church because <laughs> uh-huh. there's just, it is what it is. If you want to watch what Katie's talking about, we would love to serve with you in the Welcome Home Center. <laughs> it's just amazing. It is. Who all the Lord brings here. And I love it. And it's, yeah, it, there's nothing like it. Mm-hmm. So. Amen. Thank you for being a part of it, listeners. Thanks for listening, everyone. We'll be back next week. We will. Thanks for listening to the Tell Me More podcast today. You can subscribe to this podcast on your app of choice, or you can visit us at fbca.org to find out more information about the podcast and our church. Thanks for listening. Have a good day.